Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to my podcast, Heavenly Places. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Dorothy for having me. I, I am your host, uh, Jameer. I hope, hopefully, your week is going well. Um, this evening, we're going to talk about uh, the persecution and the church. Um, actually, before before I get started, um, I had uh, two announcements. <clears throat> One of them is actually I, I, I have been forgetting to make an announcement. Um, I had a, actually two people uh, request for a book. Um, one person I'm not sure where he where he found out about me. I probably should ask him. But another person they did a request through the web page, and so I mailed off a couple of books today. So I still have books. Um, if you want one, you can email me at a uh, Doctor Beard. E-R-M-E-R-E-J-A-Y at gmail.com or you can uh, visit my website and it's a, uh, a box you can fill out. It's uh, org. That's www.jamere.org and you can uh, fill that out and you can let me know where you want me to um Shift the book or how how you want to receive it. Um, and now I can't remember the other announcement. <laughs> um, let me open up in prayer. We'll just we'll just go right to the uh, the teaching. Um, uh, uh, Father in heaven, Father, we just thank you for your blessings, your your mercy, your kindness this evening, Father. I pray for all the listeners that you would guide and direct them, Father Lord. Um, I pray uh, that you would uh, help this teaching, Father, um, this evening on our, our persecution. And, and, and um, Father, uh, uh, show us what you want, want to do with that and how, how we can um, live a life pleasing to you, Father. <clears throat> we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, today we're going to talk about persecution in the church um, and I want to talk about two different areas of persecution I want to talk about first uh, um, the first part is uh, global persecution so kind of like what's going on around the world and also I want to talk about the persecution here in uh, America um, against the uh, church <laughs> But uh, before we go to those two places, um, I always like to uh, go kind of in the past in history because persecution, I guess the, the people and children of God, um, Christian believers, uh, it, it's really nothing new. Um, it's been going on for since the, the um, origin um, actually, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he was uh, persecuted, you know. <laughs> um, he was there. Guess what? If, uh, if they're doing this to me, guess what they're going to do to you? But he ended up uh, dying on the cross with those who immediately followed him, the, uh, the disciples, the apostles. Uh, they also were uh, persecuted. <clears throat> um, and I was looking up and I wanted to tell you uh, and, uh, <clears throat> Peter and Paul 
It says that uh, actually they was both like Jesus. They was uh, martyred in Rome, and they said about the, sometime around the year 66 A.D. under under the uh, Emperor Nero. It says that Paul was beheaded and uh, Peter was crucified upside down because, of course, he requested that because he didn't he didn't want to be he said he wasn't worthy enough to die the same way as Lord Jesus. Um, then we have Andrew. Uh, he actually went to the area that is now known as the uh, Soviet Union, and he also preached in uh, Asia, Asia Minor, which is uh, today we know as uh, Turkey and Greece. And that's where they said that he was actually uh, crucified in that area. Then we all remember Thomas, um, that we refer to him as uh, Donald Thomas. He's known as that. Um, but uh, they believe he was uh, very active in the Syria, Syria area that we that we call Syria today. And um, it is rumored or said that uh, he died because of a spears of uh, four soldiers actually killed him. You know, um, and we have Philip, um, who said that he was in had a ministry in Northern Africa and Carthage and then also Asia Minor. Um, and then he went to Rome, you know, and of course when he went there that he was uh, arrested and cruelly put to death. And we have Matthew, uh, Matthew, uh, the tax, tax collector, um, he ministered in Persia and Ethiopia, um, and his is kind of like uh, they said that he was uh, stabbed, actually, in uh, Ethiopia. So that's what many people believe happened to him. Bartholomew, Bartholomew um, they said that he went to India with uh, Thomas, and he went to Armenia, and um, he also went to e- e- I'm sorry, Ethiopia. And Southern Arabia, um, and that's where they said that uh, he met his death, you know. Then we have James, um, of course, James that we know from the uh, New Testament. Um, He ministered also in Syria, um, and they said that he was uh, actually clubbed and stoned to death. Then we have uh, Simon the, the Zealot. Um, they said that he ministered in Persia and he was killed after refusing to sacrifice to the sun god. Then we have Matthias, um, who was the one who uh, replaced Judas, and he was also a minister in Syria, along with Andrew, and he was put to death by burning. And we know John, actually, they tried to boil boil John alive, but he escaped, and he was actually able to write the book of Revelations after that, I believe. Um, I don't know, maybe he wrote it before. I'm not sure what the timing was of that, but they tried to boil him, and uh, but he did, he did not die from that. Um, but uh, kind of the gist is uh, persecution has been around, and even after we know the, the apostles, and disciples we had uh, in the book of Acts, um, Stephen, 
who was stoned to death, and they believe actually one of the people who was stoning them there was the the uh, Apostle Paul, um, and and it shows how he uh, in that particular passage how he uh, left his body um, because he, he was seen. Well, actually, he seen the Lord, you know, as he was leaving his body. You know, he wasn't worried about them being stoned. And on a little side note of that, I've I've heard uh, testimonies about different individuals who say uh, whenever one individual, he actually said when he was younger, he is a very famous gospel singer. If you ever heard of Travis Green, he gives a testimony of, of him falling out the window when he was younger and hitting the ground. But he said, Though his body hit the ground, he never felt the impact because he said immediately that uh, he went to heaven and wasn't able to feel the impact. And he said that uh, Jesus Jesus gave him a choice. Um, he said, uh, "Do you want to go with your mother or do you want to come with me?" And this was what he said. He was younger and he didn't really know who was asking him. But later on, he figured out that it was Jesus. But he said. Being a young person, I want to go back to my mother. You know, that's what kids want to do when you when you drop them off at a like a babysitter or school. They want to go back to the mother. So that's what he said. And then the uh, the father from heaven, you know, he placed him back in his body. Of course, he had like some recovery to do. But I was saying that anyway to, to say the same thing about about. Uh, one of the disciples, Stephen, you can kind of see that that could be a true case because he was getting stoned. I'm pretty sure at first it was kind of hurting, but then after a while it was like he was kind of in that transition period when uh, his body was probably being afflicted, but he wasn't feeling anything. Um, And then even after you have like the, of course, our Lord and Savior, then you have the the apostles and the, the disciples, but in an early uh, Christian church, I mentioned some earlier, Nero, um, he, one of the Caesars over Rome, uh, he persecuted Christians. Um, he was actually very well known for persecuting Christians and uh, treating them very cruelly. Uh, they said that, uh, <clears throat> and most of the people, they said that, that he was um, tormenting or, or torturing, where um Bishops, most of the time he was attacking Christian leaders, you know, I mean, which is, which is bad in it, bad in itself that they would like kind of like feed them to animals and burn them and, and do different things like that. Um, it's a book called, if, if you're not familiar with it, uh, Fox's Books of Martyr, very good book that talks a lot about, uh, persecution, um, but during during early uh, on in Christianity, uh, Christians are being persecuted. Um, Nero was one of the, the main ones from the state of Rome. But even after that, in the year uh, AD two fifty, um, um, that's kind of like when uh, the persecution from the state or the government had uh, government back then had kind of decreased a little bit, um, but it still persecution was going on in different areas. Um, <clears throat> at one time, uh, in the year 284, it says that um, 
144,000 uh, Christians in Egypt was uh, actually killed, left for dead, you know, through uh, persecution. So persecution has been going on since the the conception um, of uh, our faith when uh, our I don't want to say the conception because uh, our beliefs actually go all we go back to the the foundation of the world. You know that's that's when everything started. Christianity, I guess, they received that term around that time, but our belief is even goes beyond that because we're actually we're called Christians, we're called the church, but we're just um, followers who got Christ and He leads us to our Father in heaven, who has been trying to get man to come to Him. Even before the title Christianity came came about, but ever since the beginning, like back in the Adam and Eve days, you know, he's been trying to lead man to come to them, come to him since the uh, garden, you know, the mistake in the garden. Um, but I like to fast forward almost um, two thousand years to today and talk about the the uh, persecution. That it is going on globally, which many of you may heard about. Actually, um, something that they've been talking about in the news recently is uh, as a pastor, I can't remember his name right now, but in Turkey, uh, Turkey is having something going on with their government that's been going on for a little bit, a little bit, maybe like the last 10, 15 years. But with I believe it's a pastor over there who was out there witnessing and preaching, and he's been locked up. And the U.S. government, they're actually trying to get him uh, free. And I believe a few months ago, a Christian in uh, North Korea, he was a pastor. It was recently, uh, I believe, actually the North Korea government let him come back home, you know. Um, And a particular area that I want to talk about is an area that has been kind of labeled – in certain circles, as is the uh, 1040 window. It's called the 1040 window, and what that is is like the, the coordinates or the, the or the degree on the globe. Like it's from the uh, 10 degrees to the 40 degree, and it's an area of countries. Um, and I heard some people also refer to it as the uh, window of opportunity. Um, they call it the window of opportunity. Um and that area, though, it's uh, 69 nations, they say. Um, it's from northern Africa. You have the Middle East. You have Central Asia, um, all in this 1040 area. And it's, they said it's nearly 4 billion people live there. So we have 4 billion people living in this area that they call the 1040 window or the window of opportunity. Um I get. I looked on the CIA webpage, and they said they estimated to be in the world that is, uh, give or take a few, I guess, seven over seven billion people in the world. So in this 1040 window, that's like almost half the world in this area. Um, and and this area is actually uh, where. The uh, nations are more impoverished, where a lot of poverty is going on in the world. Actually, they say that 90% of the world's poorest people, 90% of the world's poorest people live in this area, you know. Um, and these are just some of the stats I'm reading off. But it says it's, it's uh, estimated that 1.6 billion 
people have uh, never had the chance to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, not even once. 1.6 billion of those, uh, 4 billion people. So that what's that? Um, that's a, that's a lot, of, a lot of people, you know, that haven't even heard it. Uh, and we know in that area there's a, it's a predominance of uh, Islam is in there, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, um, atheism, uh, a lot of different religions are in that area, world. I mean, area of the world. And not saying that those religions are uh, not in other areas of the world. There's not this uh, window of opportunity, 1040 window area, because of course here in America we have those same ones as um, Buddhism, Hinduism, atheism, um, those same beliefs, you know. Um, so a lot of the world's population is in this area. <laughs> um, a billion people and 95% of those four billion people it says uh, that they have not been reached out to uh, evangelize, you know, um, and those 69 nations. And uh, it's um, something to think about, but in those nations, they, uh, they have a, a lot, a lot of persecution. Um, Just throwing out some more numbers out there to you. Uh, this is every month. This is kind of like a, a stat that they say. Every month, 255 Christians are killed. Every month, 255 Christians are killed. Um, every month, 104 are abducted. abducted. Um, then uh, 180 Christian women are, are raped and, and sexually harassed or forced into marriage. Um, that's 180 every month. Uh, 66 churches are attacked every month. Um, 160 Christians are detained without trial and imprisoned every month. These are like some some of the estimates from some of the stats they have been uh, able to pick pick out. Um, and this is basically persecution. There's a continuation of uh, what went on back into the disciples. Disciples' days, we still have a uh, persecution going on. Um, <clears throat> it says uh, in that area, 215 million Christians experience high level of persecution in those countries. You know, 215 million Christians experience high levels of persecution. I believe America. In America, we have. I'm not sure how many Christians we have in America. Hold on, let me. I, I had the number on me. Um, okay. Yes. Um, two. So we have uh, a United States, two hundred and forty million Christians, and um, in the uh, United States. So we had 240 million Christians in here, but it's 215 million. So that's basically like if the persecution was going on, we do have persecution going on over here, but if it was going on to that level, that would be almost everyone in America (laughs) being persecuted and tortured, you know, um, imprisoned, abused um, in any way possible, you know, 
kicked out of your house. Um, there have been many cases where um, uh, children, teens, um, have come out of uh, Islam and Hinduism, and they uh, heard, heard the gospel and they accepted the Lord Jesus as their, as their Savior, and they wanted the walk the godly lifestyle and their families rejected them. And in some cases, their, their family may have uh, killed them. Or some cases, they just may have like denounced them and and not acknowledge them anymore to where they can't live with them, <clears throat> or even um even fellowship with like the cousins and all these kind of things. They just like have a, a X marked on them. <clears throat> Be um because of this conversion experience that they had, you know, 250, million. So that, that's something that, uh, we, as, uh, believers, we need to be in prayer about and, and, uh, pray for them. Um, a lot of times here in, uh, you know, here in America, you know, I listen to like a lot, and I like to listen to them. I like to listen to the different prophecy teachers about the great tribulation and when the rapture is going to happen. Is the rapture going to happen before the tribulation, or during the tribulation, or after the tribulation? Um, and the scripture refers to it as a great tribulation. But we uh, need to remember and and uh, in our minds that uh, that even though we're not going through that same type, but as as Christians and Indonesia and uh, many of the nations in Africa and throughout Asia where Christians are not waiting for the uh, great tribulation because they're being uh, tribulated right now. I mean, people are losing heads. Uh, they're placing bombs in churches, um, armies, even in uh, the nation of Sudan where they have the, I believe they divided the nation between north and south, so the north could be the Muslim, and the, the south could be the more, I guess, the, the Christian one. One, but um, many Christians there, they they have the hide. I mean, they're they're running, and persecution. I mean, tribulation is already happening in those nations, and I think we um, sometimes a lot of us know about it, but we feel like, oh, it's, it's really nothing I can do. But uh, prayer. Prayer is a uh, a very powerful tool. Um, I've heard many testimonies of, of people praying for different nations or different people or different communities over there, and an evangelist or minister or missionary will go over there, and they talk about the power of prayer, how they have had a angelic intervention. intervention um, I heard one testimony where uh, an army of a, not a very large army, but an army of people was chasing uh, a group of Christians um, in Indonesia. And all of a sudden, the army started running the other way, and the people didn't know, but I guess it it came to find out that uh, that the army had seen an angelic army coming after them, so they decided to go the other way. Um, and I believe that happened because of uh, them praying over there, but also uh, praying not just in America, but throughout the world, those who, who understand and know the power of prayer, 
that uh, prayer can have influence. And we also, not just praying for like supernatural things to happen, but prayer for changes and legislation in those countries where uh, uh, believers can have the same rights as of, of other uh, faith religions like uh, Islam and Hinduism, where they get where they're they're free to uh, worship whatever they want to. That we also should have the rights because we have uh, brothers and sisters who are uh, from the African nations um, who are Arabic. Um, from Arabic nations and Iran um, and Turkey and Persia. Um, Persia and Iran is, is the same one, but in um, Asia and North Korea. And these are people that, that are raised in those cultures and they decided, hey, I'm going to be sold out for Jesus and knowing the risk that they're going to get beheaded. You know, it says uh, in, in a word, uh, if anyone follow me they have to deny their self you know um and that basically is like a lot of them are in a situation where they uh are li- literally choosing life or death um and we know scripture prophesies that in the future that it's going to be a great tribulation and and that that's going to be something that'll be uh more more <clears throat> worldwide you know but right now it's a lot of people that's already gone through that, so we need we need to be in prayer, you know, for them and for those nations. Now, getting over here to uh, the uh, West Western society and here in uh, the United States of America, um, are are Christians being beheaded? No, are bombs being placed in church? Bombs have been placed in churches. Um, in America throughout uh, history, maybe it was for different different things or different reasons. Uh, Church in Mississippi was burned. It was because there was, um, oh, uh, because of uh, their race, because they were black. Um, then we have had church shootings where uh, a few guys with that right there was not really, I don't believe, uh, anything racially or religiously motivated. It was just somebody that was just... Um, didn't have wasn't there all the way. I'm not sure what they was thinking, but we have things like that going on that that are not um that and that way they're not persecuted because of their uh, beliefs. No, I believe there are some instances where, like even in a coal mine shooting, one of the girls, who, one of the first young ladies who uh, was uh, murdered that day, um, the the shooter asked her. Um, and she was a Christian, and she said yes. And he was known to not like uh, Christians, so he uh, um, killed her. But of course, we know where, where she is this day. Um, but Christians are, and America are facing persecution in a different way because we have uh, different uh, organizations. And some of them within the government, and some of them privately funded organizations that are trying to uh, uh, change the legislation. We have uh, where some preachers like you can't talk against certain things or certain issues that you you don't believe is right or wrong. They'll call it hate speech. And I'm not sure. I, I believe I've heard uh, 
at least two or three pastors, I believe. I'm, I'm sure if it was in Texas, they have actually uh, the jail because of that, um, because they're they're trying to limit things to where you can't say certain things over the pulpit. And though, like, it's still we still have a lot of liberty here to where we can say a whole lot of things. There's a whole lot of free speech. One issue I'm pretty sure you've seen in the news. Um, which is persecution on a different level was a, uh, a young man who had a com- uh, company uh, with cakes and he didn't want to uh, bake a cake for uh, uh, a homosexual couple, you know, and that was like his way of uh, demonstrating his rights. And he also said, well, it's, it's, I, he did, he, it wasn't that he was just discriminating against them, but he said it's a lot of things. He won't do things for Halloween either because he just, he doesn't celebrate that either. So he, he was like saying, okay, this is all against my, my beliefs, what I believe. Um, but he faded, faced persecution, and I believe it all went all the way up the court chain. And uh, he was uh, able to uh, – I, I believe he was able to win. win. And uh, but still, that I believe that won't be the last the last thing uh, as far as uh, the persecution of the church or the persecution on that particular issues about serving others. You know, that's just, uh, a very, very, very uh, touchy and a uh, controversial topic because you have like the politics, and then you have the religion, and then you have uh, believers who are on different ends of the the uh, spectrum. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard, you know, but we know then, then again, we know what scripture says, we know what the word says, um, that we should not participate in anything, whether, whether it's lying or, uh, unholy matrimony unions, um, stealing all these kind of things. And, and, and all of us in our own human ways where we are, I'm perfect and we fall short of the glory of God and we sin, but our, our, um, we should always strive to eliminate whatever we can, whatever we, we know about. Um, and it's a process. I'm not saying that you are going to get there overnight, <laughs> you know, and be like the super duper Billy Graham or whoever you, uh, esteem as in that way. Of course, our all goes to be, <clears throat> like our Lord and Savior. But um, getting back to the persecution thing, that there's a lot of areas where Christians are beginning to get persecuted. Uh, we see that uh, many years ago that uh, prayer was uh, taken out of school. That was a Christian truth. Uh, creationism uh, a teaching is a way that uh, Christians are uh, persecuted. You can't, you can't teach, teach that, you know. Um, they want to teach the uh, evolution and all those types of things. Um, so the, the, those aren't incomparable to uh, losing your life, you know, what they're facing over in the window of opportunity, the 1040 window. Still, it is a, a type of uh, persecution that we are facing. And it's things that, uh, that we need to and we, we should stand up against and we should just not accept because we're still in a position right now where we can fight those things, um, not just through uh, prayer, though I believe prayer is the very most important one to use, but we can fight it through uh, legislation. 
uh, speaking to your representatives and senators. Um, you can fight it through having shows and, vo- and uh, voicing your opinion um, or your beliefs, you know. So there's still many ways here in the United States that we can uh, fight those things. And I believe right now we're, we are in a, a critical time for for our nation, you know, um, and it's not so much we're not we're just we're not trying to prevent stop doing the the things that they're doing, but we'll, our goal is to to show them that there's another way that there's a, a better way to live. That's what we're trying to do, and we want to let them know about that. But we don't want we don't want our better way that we that we ascribe to ourselves. We don't want that to be taken away from us. So we don't want it to be taken away to where, okay, you guys, you can't go to church or you can only go to these churches down. And churches, you pastors, you can only preach on these topics. And a lot of pastors, especially uh, a lot of things you see on TV and mega churches, they have, uh, not all of them, but I would say many of them, they have taken advantage of people. Um, They have... uh, taking a lot of tithes and offerings from people and use that to buy cars, big houses, and you have people suffering, and then you have the people out in the world see that, and like, oh, that that's not right. And the people the people of God, we should know that also, that uh, those things are not right either. But um, a lot of it continues to go on and on and on. Um, and it brings like uh, almost like a, a reason or excuse for uh, the type of uh, persecution. Like this is what they're doing. Those, these things that they're doing are not right. I mean, these governments are 501 or whatever. I can't remember what the, whatever the number is, 5013C or whatever it is. And But they're taking advantage of this, this title by taking all this money in and they're just spending it on these suits and these watches, which is very wrong. But you, have, you do have some ministries – so actually, one of the ministries that I, I believe is a ministry called Compassion International. They're not really a church, but they they um, uh, sponsor children throughout the world, and they give them education, they give them food, um, and things like that. Where people are able to give and actually see results. But then you have a lot of Churches too. There's churches too to do that. They these churches that you give to them, they give back to the community. They help the people within their local communities. But then you have a lot of churches. They're just helping themselves, or just helping the pastor or whoever whoever's running the thing, which is very very unfortunate, you know. And it gives the, the church a very bad reputation, and it opens up almost like a door where uh, the government is, can come in and do more regulation to it and create a type of persecution for the churches that are trying to help and the churches that are doing right in the eyes of the Father. So um, I've so far I've talked about the, the persecution. i talked about the uh, the history of persecution, global persecution, and then the persecution we have in America. And I alluded to a little bit also that, that we will have persecution in the end where, they, where the scripture says that people will lose their heads in the great tribulation um, if uh, they don't want to accept the mark of the beast. And that goes back to the to government and how they're trying to force things. If you don't accept these things this way or that way, then you can't participate in our society. You can't have any of our benefits. And 
their benefits is nothing in comparison to the benefits of our father. You know, Paul says uh, that I count all things as, as, uh, dung in comparison to the, the riches and glory of our father, you know, um, <clears throat> but what we as, uh, believers, and I mentioned this also is, is our, our response. How do we respond to this? What can we do? Because there's so many things going on in the world. How can we possibly attack the things we're doing, dealing with our own issues here in America? How can we help the people out over in the world, you know, over on the other side of the world? How can we help them out? Or I'm I'm here in uh, Texas, or I'm here in uh, Wyoming, or I'm here in New York, and we got our own issues in our own different states. So how can we help? help each other out and the main thing how you attack uh, persecution is uh, through prayer it is it is power 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 and uh, prayer it's like uh, the underused tool you know um, the prayer is the saying that says uh, prayer changes things we you know we can look at the life of Jesus and see how he spent hours and hours and hours of prayer he is trying to I believe, I know he is the most anointed spiritual one and it was the closest to the Father out of everyone. And he, if he spent all that time in prayer, well, what about us? And um, even though he spent all that time, he still was nailed to the cross. And some of us might have to go through the tribulation and we might be beheaded or whatever it may be, but we know what happens when that happens and where we will be at. But until that time, I believe it's important that we are in prayer and that we pay attention to what's going on and the uh, news in America and the world. And um, that, the, that the Holy Spirit, that the Father lead us and guide us to what we should do, because for each of us, it will be a different response. You know, somebody might, for them, they might be them starting a podcast. For somebody else, it might them might be them beginning a book giveaway for someone else. They might open up the school. It's going to be different because the Father has given us all gifts for someone else. They're they, they just going to pray. That's what their thing is. You know, so all of us have our different, um, the Father has equipped us with our different gifts. So I, I just pray that you uh, are led by the Spirit and that he will guide you and show you what you can do to help the world, your community, your brothers and sisters, that are scattered throughout the nations and your brothers, sisters, um, right next door to you. Uh, I'll, I'll um, close right here, and then I ask uh, Dorothy, Dorothy to come on, and if she has anything that she wants to say or, or focus on or any of her thoughts. Yeah, I think we in America are spoiled when we consider what we have to put up with and the Christians around the world have to put up with. And it is very important that we keep our brothers and sisters around the world in prayer. Um, And yes, we can do things to help our brothers and sisters here, but we still need to help, you know, to keep those guys up in prayer. Um, I cannot even imagine living like that. Um, pastor in Turkey he had a church there he was ministering there to the Turkish Christians had a church there for 20 years 
Yeah. So that's is... how Go brave ahead. is he? Yeah. I believe a lot of times uh when we watch like the the news, the secular news and we hear about the different nations like Turkey and Iran and we hear about the the terrorists over there or just different things going on in in, in the uh, nation and the government. We uh we forget that we have uh brothers and sisters over there in those nations, you know, that are that are suffering because the news really doesn't focus on, on that. Um and in general in most of those countries I believe, um, the government is uh against the people. <laughs> but I uh, believe not only the government but the people and the and the nations they're against the, the the Christians so they're almost kinda of like fighting on two fronts, you know, because the government they of course they want to get bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger and they don't want the gospel over there, you know. Um like in North Korea I believe they say that they teach the people that whoever their their leader is, that's who God is. <laughs> I believe that's what they they say about them, and that they don't want Christianity. They don't even want atheism. <laughs> Their thing is is just whoever the, the, the Kim Jong Un or whoever it is, you know. That's that's what their thing is, and it's like that. Except the different idols they have in the nations, and we need to remember our brothers and sisters over there, you know, and those who go over there because we have missionaries that go over there. And then we have some of those nations, they have always had Christians in them, but they always kind of been kind of small, but they haven't had any su- support because I mentioned earlier about the, the disciples and apostles. They had uh, already evangelized those areas. Um, actually, uh, Mark, he, well, I, no, this, this is uh, a lot to go into, but a lot of those early apostles, they went into the different parts of the world and they had been evangelizing and it, it has been uh, Christianity uh, those who believe in the Bible and, and following the word and, and the Ten Commandments and those nations for, for many many years before it was here in America you know <laughs> even before it was in Europe it was uh, Christianity had, had reached like Asia and all those other places you know not but much time in Europe but still a lot of times uh, we forget that but now we have people who are who are coming from America and different countries over there to kind of reinforce that and trying to trying to help them the best way they can. So we need to pray for them too. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a it's a big problem. Yeah, because the enemy is gearing up. I heard someone say, I think it was a gusto, as a matter of fact. Augusto Perez said the um, demons, the people that are dealing with demons, those demons are getting bolder and bolder and harder and harder to cast out now. So that's another sign that the time is short. You know, if they're getting that uppity. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, I believe, I believe that to be true. You know, when you get down to the nitty gritty, you got to have all hands on deck. (laughs) So I'm not sure where where some of these demons have been at. That they've been, I guess, on vacation or trying to save up their energy until this time. But they're they're uh, or they're trying to they're waiting to the last moment to bring. Oh yeah, we've been 
waiting to test out this spiritual weapon on this these Christians right here. I don't know, but they're they're, they're coming out with some heavy artillery. They um, are attacking everyone and every everything they can on, on different different levels, from preschool to the before they born. All the way to the the uh, nursing homes and however they can, you know, they don't want to leave anything uh, no stone unturned. However, they can get people. <laughs> and they, I mean, they, 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 and they try to get a lot of us to, you know, people to take themselves out, and it's it's just really sad. The things that people are are struggling with, the, like the mental issues, the depression, however, however they can and do I, it, they, they find ways. They do it. Yeah, I mean, Big Pharma, my goodness, I've been learning more about the drugs and the and the vaccines, and it's demonic. I mean, if you can be diagnosed with autism so they can give you an antidepressant drug, which is what they do for autism, with no symptoms. No symptoms. They'll call you autistic. That's demonic. I'm sorry, but that is just plain demonic. And I think I think a lot of why so many people hate Trump, besides being fed a bunch of lies by media, you know, and then believing the lies, mm-hmm. um, is I think he is trying to put in place kingdom things, you know? He's mm-hmm. doing what God wants to be done in this country. And I think a lot of the hatred for him is coming from evil spirits. I really do. Cause, I mean, where do you see such insane hatred for no reason. You see it from the Muslims towards the Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Towards Israel. It's like insane anger and hatred. And you're seeing the same thing against Trump. So there's got to be something demonic behind that, right? There's a whole lot of things. Uh, when you said that you were talking about the pharmacy, I thought about uh, Revelation 18, verse 23. And I want to read read that. I'll read the King James Version. Uh, it says, uh, And a light of candles shall shine no more on all of thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by their sorceries were all nations deceived. And the, the interesting thing about this uh, passage is the word where it says sorceries. Um, if you look at like the original, uh, I believe the Greek Greek <coughs> Greek word for sorceries is the word pharmakia, pharmakia, where you get the word where they get the word pharmacy from. So like uh, it's like a really close association, like as you were saying with uh, the uh, pharmacies and the uh, sorcery, like uh, demonic things, and a lot of times those, those companies. I believe, I believe when they're getting together those uh, chemicals and putting all those things mixing up together, they they are kind of kind of experimenting on people, <laughs> you know, to see, yeah, see what like it does. But I believe it, it's demonically influenced. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and people 
just breaks my heart because, you know, the mother of my grandson, the adopted mother of my grandson thinks these medicines are a gift of God to, you know, deal with these problems that we have today. Well, first of all, autism comes from the aluminum. They've already proven that. I don't believe he has autism because he has no symptoms, mind you. Oh, wow. They've already discovered that in autopsies that autistic people have heavier than normal aluminum in their brains. Wow. But then these people still think, oh, well, the doctors are blessed by God, and God gave them to us to give us these drugs to make our lives better. (laughs) And I'm going, not exactly. No. You know, just... Yeah, but the thing is, and you, I believe you can't convince them uh, he, otherwise. You know. Yeah, I believe like the doctors have. I mean, God, God has given the doctors knowledge of, of certain things, but then a lot of time, most of the time, probably ninety percent of the time, the enemy he uses it and flips it and brings destruction. His his uh, purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. And he and he'll use a doctor. He'll use the medication. He'll use uh, uh, inventions, technology, whatever he can. Things that can be used for the purposes of God. You know, I believe like uh, you put together, you get all these metals and stuff like that. They pull out the ground that the father placed in there. They made a cell phone, but then the same person they put all the metals out the ground and they make like a nuclear weapon out of the almost like the same <laughs> same or similar materials. You know. And I believe man, man, and it, and with their alliance with uh, the enemy, they're pulling out all these things out of the ground, like not necessarily out the ground, but like all these inventions and all these things they're creating, and they're like to kill, steal, and destroy. They want to take life away from people if they can do it, do it through medication, uh, almost like kind of have people walking around like uh, zombies. They'll do it that way. Um, uh, they can cause people to become sterile while taking the medication, so they won't won't reproduce. There's, there's so many so many things and ways, and then you'll hear a year like years later, like oh, we're going to be suing something. So if you took this medication right here, you can get. But a lot of times it's too late. The people have already like lost a lot. They lost time. They lost health and all kind of things because they were dependent and hoping on these uh, medications. And there's some people out there in some companies, very few out there that are actually doing things to help people. There's some doctors who uh, actually want to try natural alternatives and all those types of things. <clears throat> but a lot of them are faced like with different persecutions because it's not a, not a, um, People can't make as much money that way, <laughs> I guess. Right, you know, right. It's not as profitable. Stuff out of the but I can't believe the number of uh, prescription drugs that cause dementia. Things like blood pressure drugs, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it is like they're trying to chemically lobotomize us, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, and the thing is, it, it's, it's very, because all of the, you just listen to the commercials and you hear all of the side effects that, that goes on with it. And it's like, you wonder like, okay, y'all can probably do that without 
having all those other things, but it's almost like an ex- experimentation, you know. Like, oh, I wonder what this would do. I wonder what that would do. And, you know, drugs, they, they kind of like almost like, they call like, you know, they call, um, like you drive down the street, you see a liquor store, they call it a, like, you, you see it sometimes called a spirit store. And because these things, they kind of alter your mind, they alter your state of mind. And I'm not sure how it really works technically, but it, I guess it allows uh, evil spirits to enter you or, or to oppress you. Um like with with the different drinks, and that's why you have people who kind of do things that they normally wouldn't do. Like you can have some someone that's like a very nice person, and then you give them a drink, or and they're doing things that they normally don't do, and it's because I believe some something is manipulating them, and it's not just like something just chemically, but it's also something spiritually too. Yeah, and I think I think it's just popping in my head. I think that would occur with the the drugs as well. Oh yeah, and especially especially you know they're already saying um, the antidepressants cause violence and aggression in people as well as suicidal thoughts. So I I just and those statin drugs, what a bill of goods those people have sold us. The whole country, they think, oh, high cholesterol causes heart attacks. Well, no, it doesn't. You know? In fact, you need cholesterol to think clearly. So, another one. Yeah. Lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is so true, yeah. So I mean, the fluoride causes dullness of thought. I'm on a well, thank you. So my grandkids, <laughs> so we don't have to do the fluoride. But I can't, I can't really respect dentists if they bought that bill of goods about this industrial toxic waste is good for your teeth. <laughs> you know, it's just hello. You're yeah. supposed to be smart. I mean, whoever this, thought that up was really clever, and not in a good way. Yeah. yeah. It's um, a lot of things <laughs> were fighting. That's almost like uh, those not persecution against. Well, it can be persecution against our religion, but almost persecution against our health. You know, which affects how we how how we uh, respond spiritually. <clears throat> you know? Yep. It's it's yeah because if you can't think clearly, how can you? I mean, if you're not already a Christian, when this stuff starts affecting you, then how would you ever get there if you can't think straight? Yeah, because because it does require a bit of thought, not a lot, but some. And uh, that is. These are good for fixing broken legs. Um, for cutting out organs. Let's see, what else are they good? Do you know they're not even taught nutrition in school? Yeah, nutrition, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that 
they need to learn. <laughs> because the thing is, like, a, a lot of the things we eat, that gets into all the FDA and all that kind of Yeah. <laughs> Those types uh, of things. Where, I'm at the point where if the FDA says it's okay, I stay away from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's things, all these things, though, that uh, um, can be combated with uh, the, the scripture says that my people perish for lack of knowledge if, if we just study and, and observe what's going on and Stick, stick, um, money to uh, God made foods, <laughs> you know, instead of like a whole lot of the processed things that are going on. Um, I'm not saying you're going to get there overnight where you need to be, but at least you can get started in that direction, you know. Yeah, we need to pray over everything now, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, I guess I'll we'll close right there for the evening. <laughs> Although I got a little bit, a little bit of sidetrack there talking about a little bit of other things, but it still kind of relates, you know, to um, persecution and being aware of what's going on in government and legislation and. Also, um, and I will pray pray about that. Um, pray about those things, and then pray also for our brothers and sisters throughout the nations. You know, um, so I go ahead. I guess I go ahead and pray. Father, we um, we thank you for your kindness, your grace, and mercy, Father. And Father, Lord, we uh, we just lift up our brothers and sisters. And that 1040 window area, Father Lord, in those different nations, Father Lord, in North Korea, um, Egypt, Israel, the Philippines, um, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, there's so so many nations, Father. You know all the names. You know all the people. You know the ethnic groups. You even know what houses they stay in, Father Lord, if they even have a house to stay in. But we lift them up. We lift up the, the governments that are there, Father, that um, that you assault in their hearts, oh, Father Lord. Um, that those who are in prison, that they will be released or that the punishment they are facing will be reduced, um, that they will be able to leave that land that they are, if it's possible, and go to a place where they are free to worship you, or that they that, that land will turn towards you, Father Lord, and humble themselves, Father. Um, help the people who their parents have turned against them, Father. Um, help their parents see the light that is in them, Father, or that is different from what they believe in, and that they will get to know you for themselves, Father, instead of prejudging, Father. Um, and help those who are trying to bring Bibles into those nations and different teaching resources, those who are trying to bring food in, help them to get across the border safely, help them to get in and out safely, don't let them be held hostage or anything like that by the government. Let them get back and forth, Father Lord, safely, Father Lord, so that that your will can be accomplished, Father Lord, throughout the nations. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Samir. That was a good lesson, and it keeps everything in perspective, I think, thinking of it that way, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, thank you for having me on, and I thank everyone who uh, tuned in or who will tune in through, like, the different through email, through SoundCloud, um, YouTube. What's up? There's a few other ones. Real Radio. Um, let's see. I have to think of it. Bitchu. Vimeo. I have to yeah. think of it the way I put them up. Vimeo, YouTube, Bitchu, and now Real Video, which is the site that the health ranger started because he got kicked off of um, YouTube a lot and Facebook a lot. So because (laughs) you have these people learning about natural solutions to health problems, can we? No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. So Everyone, thanks for coming and joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed the teaching. I know I did. And I'm ordering you all to have a blessed week. And we'll see you next time. Good night, Jameer. Good night.